This region ranks in the top 3% of fruit and vegetable production in the U.S. I always thought of California as, as that type of farming, but in that top 3%, they highly rank in watermelons, cantaloupes, and pumpkins. Who knew? This is the Ag Bioscience Podcast with Agrinovis Indiana. Welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Ditt, the host of Inside Indiana Business. And this episode is brought to you by the Indiana Corn Marketing Council and Indiana Soybean Alliance, as well as Banjo Liquid Handling Products. Proud sponsors all of the 2021 producer-led innovation challenge. You can learn more at agrinovisindiana.com slash challenge. Now, Agrinovus, in collaboration with the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network, WEN, and the Pantheon, have plans to accelerate ag tech in southern Indiana in a big way. I'm pleased to be joined on the podcast this week by Greg Ottinger. Greg is Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for WEN. Greg, thanks for joining us. Gary, thank you for inviting me. I want to get into uh, the model there at the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network. But first, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, what uh, led you uh, to where you are today? Well, Gary, I grew up on a large family farm back in the 70s, and we raised uh, livestock and, and also grain to feed that livestock. Um, and then after hearing a grandfather and a father for years in the shop as we were repairing things, cuss out this person called an engineer they would often look at me and say you're good at mechanical stuff you should go and get an engineering degree <laughs> and i went to what our family considers gary that other engineering school called rose hallman <laughs> okay, yeah. that's right i grew up in a very large purdue family so uh, again i went to the other engineering school in the state and uh i went to work immediately for gm and was uh, honored with the GM fellowship. So they sent me back to school full time to get a master's degree. And uh, so besides my mechanical engineering degree at Rose Hallman, I have a double major MBA in operations management and corporate finance with uh, the Kelly School of Business at IU. So now here I am from this Purdue family. I didn't go to <laughs> Purdue for engineering and I went to the other school in the state <laughs> as far as competition goes. So I didn't think I'd ever get invited back to Thanksgiving dinner with my family ever again. Uh, so after 20 years at GM uh, and always staying nearby to the family farm, Gary, I've never lived more than 10 minutes away. So my whole career has been oriented around being there at the farm and, and, and assisting and helping out the only son. Um, and it's supposed to be the retirement package for my father that decided he wanted to go into manufacturing. Uh, so after GM basically left central Indiana, it forced me to make a change. And I went and ran engineering in North America for SMC Corporation for three years. And then I left there and started with another gentleman, a medical device manufacturing company. When life sciences, as you well know, has been pumped very strongly in our state, I decided that I could take my manufacturing knowledge and make that work in the life sciences industry take my Department of Transportation experience and work with the other government agency, obviously the FDA. Um, so did that for 10 years, uh, did a lot of work with startup companies out of universities across the Midwest, mostly the Purdue Foundry. And that's where I met Johnny Park. 
And about the same time that Johnny sold his Spencer business, which I manufactured his product for him, um, I left um, my interest uh, in my medical device manufacturing company after 34 years and decided I needed something new and I wanted to work somewhere in new technology, you know, with, with, with new startup companies. And, and Johnny gave me a call and said, Hey, I need some help with this when, uh, building the manufacturing alliance. And after that first lunch with Johnny and he found out it came from a farm, he put two and two together and I'm building yeah. both the ag and the manufacturing alliances. For very, very good. Well, let's talk about when the Wabash Heartland innovation network, because I think it's um, really one of the exciting organizations around the state of Indiana focused uh, on growing the region there. I, I think you encompass, is, is it 10 counties you, you encompass that's, there? That's correct. That's correct. Well, give me the model and the idea. What's uh, really uh, driving uh, the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network? So our small group, we're not-for-profit, but we truly run it like a startup company. And we created what we call the Ag, the Manufacturing, and the Broadband Alliances, three separate alliances to do that so that we could serve the farmers in our 10-county region, the factories, and also the people in that region, primarily out in those rural areas where broadband internet as we well know, is, is a challenge in any rural area across the whole country, not just our state. Uh, we take, Gary, I like to say we do the homework in layman's terms, especially with our farmers. I'd like to say we do the homework for them for new technologies that they can apply on their farms. And so we go out and we vet both ag and manufacturing related Internet of Things based industry 4.0 technologies. And sometimes in that vetting process, we'll actually bring the tech partner to our, our farmers who are already members of WIND and ask them to do for free a pilot study to help us in that vetting and evaluation process. When that's completed, we then negotiate pricing with this company. So we're comfortable that their technology works. We're comfortable that they can provide service and support to our customers, our farmers. And then we'll uh, negotiate pricing with them. And we'll use some of our wind subsidy dollars that came out of, obviously, from the Eli Lilly Endowment funding that was granted to us. And then we bring that 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 technology to the table of the farmer. And the last thing we want is for them to use price or any economics as the reason why they would say no to trying out that technology. So significantly discounted, vetted technology. We're throwing it out on the table, a la carte, and those farmers can choose to either try it out or not. And thankfully, uh, they're progressively minded or they probably wouldn't join us to begin with. Most farmers try out our technologies and it's a it's a win-win for, for, for everybody. Yeah, innovative uh, model. And is it a model that you're really uh, extending or expanding uh, out of the Lafayette area in those 10 counties there? Talk about this uh, recently announced partnership uh, with uh, the Pantheon in southern Indiana. It's, uh, again, another cool development in Vincennes for that part of the state. But talk about this uh, this partnership and what you hope to accomplish. So the idea came about uh, basically an internal team meeting we had at WIN, our core team of, of employees in a brainstorming uh, session that we had and we just decided that you know what's what's life after the 10 counties and how can we expand beyond the 10 counties and johnny park our ceo uh had visited pantheon and he had met with drew garretson and with nicole like and two and two came together uh johnny also spoke with mitch fraser at agronovus and it, you know we were ripe and ready to try something 
So we call this a pilot study in the Southwest region. And uh, that's how it came to be. And what we hope to accomplish is just to be able to take the model I just described previously and make it work in other areas. And primarily, you know, our, our number one goal is to get more of these Internet of Things-based technologies more and more out into the entire state and the entire region. And one thing that I did want to also mention, Gary, is, is that one of the most primary uh, entities of our whole model is the fact that the data that's collected, the cloud-based data that's collected from all of these types of technologies, WIN has rights through our agreements with our farmers and our agreements with our tech partners to collect that data. We aggregate it. We anonymize it. But then we make that available back to our partners, Purdue and Ivy Tech. So future research and development and training systems can be put together with that fresh and very ripe data. We'll talk about the opportunity that you see with this partnership um, in the Vincennes area in southern Indiana, because that's an area uh, that people may be a bit surprised at the agricultural uh, roots, the history, the heritage, and the uh, really uh, the ag assets there. You know, there's basically crop farmers down there, and they are always, we have learned through, you know, the management of the Pantheon, uh, they're always looking for creative and innovative ways to solve their problems on their farm. And they're typically, you know, they're progressive. They're typically willing to step up and, and try things quickly. So we're excited about, you know, meeting individually with these farmers and sharing our technologies that we've already vetted with them. Uh, some of the challenges that they face, you know, uh, you know, as growers down there is like any business, they, the cost of labor for them specifically, especially with produce type products, you can imagine the food waste if they don't get it to market in time and uh, value added marketing and process opportunities. They're always looking for ways to improve that. Yeah. Uh, talk about innovation in, specifically in that area. The Pantheon has an ag tech committee that is really focused on turning that region into uh, an ag innovation hub. Um, talk about your earlier experience uh, with the entrepreneurial ecosystem in that area in Southern Indiana. Yeah, Gary, so our initial meetings with the Pantheon Group as we were discussing the partnership before we kicked it off, you know, they told us about hosting an experience with their local farmers back in February of this year they presented six early stage ag tech startups and they hosted over 50 farmers who came in and who was interested in that. So that, that told us right out of the gate that we've got some progressively minded farmers down there that are interested in looking at new technology. So that was exciting for us. They said that, you know, in that experience that those farmers and those companies were heavily engaged in conversations so they could just see it being a big hit. The participation in the showcase by the local farmers, you know, just once again, from our perspective, proves their appetite for the innovation on the farm. How do you look at kind of looking long range? And I know this partnership with the Pantheon uh, has really just started, but uh, looking a little bit, bit uh, more in a, with a long-term lens, what do you see as the potential for more collaboration like this across Indiana? And, and how do you think these collaborations can really uh, strengthen the ag bioscience sector? Well, I mean, if you're a born and bred Hoosier, Gary, I, I, I first of all think that it's pretty well known of the vastness of agriculture across our entire state. Yeah, there's some differences from region to region, but bottom line, Indiana is a huge agriculturally aligned state. And I'm just excited to expose these technologies that you know we're already working with and the future technologies that we'll find and bet and bring on board into our wind model. 
I'm just excited about expanding those to all farmers in the entire state. You know, especially when we started building the 10 county region, we had the neighboring county. Can you imagine? Here's a farmer who's a neighbor, but he's in Jasper County instead of Pulaski County, and he can't officially join Win. And so yeah. I don't want to have to say no to anybody. So I'm excited about that. And I think, you know, models like this and other entities that are out there promoting technology and, and ag biosciences, it'll just further put Indiana on the map for being the ag tech test bed of the world. That's that's our goal. We want to be the test bed, the, the Silicon yeah. Valley for all these types of ag test-based technology so that all international and national companies alike, if they want to find a playground to try out the new technology, they come to Indiana to yeah. do that. I think that is a realistic expectation when you look at the assets that are here, be it Purdue University, you know, the academic assets, obviously the private sector, public sector coming together, and you factor in the fact that, you know, you got these partnerships that are happening happening now. I, I, you know, I think this can truly become that innovation hub for the ag bioscience sector. I agree with you. I agree. Well, Greg Ottinger is the Vice President for Strategic Partnerships at WIN, the Wabash Heartland Innovation Network. Greg, uh, really enjoyed the conversation today and uh, really excited about what you're doing in the region and obviously now well beyond with these uh, collaborations. Uh, So thanks for joining us and hope to see you soon. Thank you, Gary. All right. And thank you for tuning in to Season 4 of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. You can find more episodes on the latest in innovation, entrepreneurship, and talent in Indiana's ag bioscience space, just visit the news page at agronovusindiana.com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.